recapping week 10 right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5 with your winners, your losers, and your injuries. I am Adam Azer. I'm joined by Heath Cummings. Let's talk fantasy football for five minutes here, Heath. Let's start with the big news and Aaron Jones, probably a sprained MCL. So let's say he misses a little bit of time here. What does this mean for the Packers offense? I mean, it's not good because Jones was kind of Rogers' second favorite target and A.J. Dillon's been his third in the passing game. Um, I think A.J. Dillon can fill most of that role and you'll see him be a top five running back for as long as Jones is out. Rodgers will remain a borderline number one quarterback, and Adams will be a must-start wide receiver, and nobody else probably matters. Okay, yeah, it's a good point about the targets, though. He's such a big part of the passing game. Does it help? Does it make any difference for Marquez Valdez-Scantling or Alan Lazard or something like that? We've not seen that Aaron Rodgers trusts any of them. I think it's probably just more passes for Adams and Dylan. Okay. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, he's a headliner on the, on the YouTube channel here. It says, Bench Hawkinson? Well, should we bench Hawkinson? Zero catches. The only one that I can think of that I might actually start over him would be Dan Arnold this week. And that will come, we'll see what the, they'll be very close in the projections as low end starting options. I think you can overreact a little bit to these. Um, number one tight ends that are not elite tight ends have miserable games semi regularly. And if you try to bounce around between them, a lot of times you might get four miserable games in a row when none of those guys had four miserable games in a row. Let's talk a little bit about the waiver wire here. Ramondre Stevenson is 51% rostered. He goes for 100 yards and two touchdowns and four catches against Cleveland. What do you think his role is when Damian Harris returns? I mean, nobody knows at all. Um, it's a, it's Bill Belichick. We'll see what Bill Belichick decides on a weekly basis. But I would assume that Stevenson's going to be semi-involved as a desperation flex when Harris is there. Do you think you would pick up Ramondre Stevenson or Deontay Foreman? Because Foreman at least has a chance maybe to just take over that backfield. I mean, I, I think Stevenson has a better, a chance to do that as well. I didn't mean to discount that possibility. I'm just making my guess in one of 12 possible outcomes for him. Hmm. Um, I'd rather have Stevenson than Foreman for sure. Cam Newton gets Washington next week. They haven't officially named him the starting quarterback, but probably going to happen. So what do you think? Is Cam Newton relevant in a one QB league? I think he probably is for me, at least. Um, some of our good quarterbacks have not been playing so good and don't have very good matchups this coming week. So there, there will be some interesting decisions. I'd like to at least have him on my roster. I understand if maybe you don't want to go with him in his first start, but he also has the dolphins and Falcons coming up and the dolphins are a bit of a mixed bag defensively. The Falcons are just bad. So I'd like to have him on a roster. Four quarterbacks who are rostered in almost all leagues, some of them started in almost all leagues, scored single digits from zero to nine fantasy points and six point per passing touchdown, non-decimal scoring. Those four quarterbacks are Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers. Do you have concerns about any of those four? Well, I mean, yeah, because Wentz and Ryan are not surefire starters anyways. I'm more disappointed than to say I have concerns. These types of things happen for number two quarterbacks and they, the week that we thought they should be good, they were really, really bad. Um, Rogers is the only one I'm pretty sure I'll have as a top 12 quarterback next week. I would say Wilson is the one that I think will be a top 12 quarterback rest of season. I, he just did not look like he was right today and I'm probably not going to start him until he does. You had Amari Cooper and Adam Thielen listed as losers well, as well. Yeah, I'm more worried about Cooper and Zach Moss, who was also on my losers. Um, I think Cooper, we saw, 
that pretty clearly that Lamb is ahead of him. And you can't be the number two in this offense and be a borderline top 12 wide receiver. That was my case against Lamb because I thought he was going to be behind Cooper. So I'm worried about Cooper, and I'm worried that Moss is just not usable. You know, Heath, I think this is something we should talk about on our Wednesday show. Please remind me. I think I'm getting a little sick of three receiver and a flex PPR leagues. I think I'd like for it to be two receivers and two flexes instead. Because I don't really care how bad they are. I don't see how I can bench Mike Williams or DJ Moore in those formats. Because I don't have enough wide receivers. There aren't enough good ones to bench Mike Williams or DJ Moore. And it's kind of annoying. It's like, what analysis are we supposed to give? You know, you're not going to drop them. You're probably not going to sit them unless if you're if you're in that kind of format. But they suck every week. You know, it's frustrating. Yeah, me just say I'm sorry. <laughs> well, a very nice thing to say. Well, in all seriousness, if you have a sh- you know if you if you have other options, maybe you can move away from them. But I think that's an interesting discussion. What's the best format? What's the fairest format? What's the one that makes you make the the uh, most interesting and tough fantasy decisions? Should be some of that in fantasy football. We'll talk to you about that later on in the week. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Football Today in 5, and we'll have the recap of Monday Night Football with Dan and Chris tomorrow. See you later.